0: Hey girls, what's up? Welcome back to the True Femme Podcast. My name's Rachel. I'm the host of the show. And if you are watching on YouTube, I don't know if this will make it on YouTube. Maybe, maybe not. But if this is on YouTube, welcome to the YouTube channel. Um, we're stoked that you are here. In today's episode, I'm really excited to bring on a special guest, and she is one of my alumni students um she took True Femme Academy um starting in January of 2023 this year and she has completed that it's been a few weeks since we have finished and i love to bring some girls onto the show just to share their own experiences and to give you you listeners a taste and a glimpse of what it's like to be inside the program. I think it's important, you know, that you do hear from other people (laughs) other than myself who are more in your shoes and on that end of the spectrum. So um, today I'm so excited to bring on Monique and she is actually originally from LA and she lives in Nashville, Tennessee right now. And um, how old are you, Monique?
1: I am 30 years old.
0: She's 30. Okay. I love saying age because I think that is also encouraging to a lot of people because, you know, I get asked a lot of times like, um, am I too old for this? Am I too young? And I'm like, okay, no, 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 no. Um, a lot of my girls who are in my programs really are just range from 25 to really 45. And sometimes I have women who are in their sixties. So there is no age limit here. It's just, if you are someone who is in the, in a place in life where you really want something serious, you want a committed relationship, you want to grow inwardly and work on your inner game, as I like to say, um, then the program's for you. Basically, it's not necessarily, uh, what, what age it is because, um, your age just doesn't really matter. Um, this stuff works no matter what age you are. So, um, with that being said, I would love to, um, jump into my interview with Monique and, uh, Monique also fun, fun fact. Uh, she is in a really good relationship right now. She's adopting the mentality that I always preach and tell my girls to adopt, which is we'll see. It's going really great right now, but we will see (laughs) because, um, you know, until there's a ring on your finger, you'll see what happens, but she is just being totally loved, cherished and pursued right now. And she actually happened to meet this man inside of TFA and she met him as a result of breaking up with a guy that she thought things were going well with before she started the program. So in the program, she uh, realized that wait a second, this isn't really what I want. It's not going well. This man is not really showing up for me, and she'll she'll share more on this in a minute. But um, and so she had the courage and probably felt supported. I would even say to have the courage enough to kind of end things with this guy. Uh, you know, they came to a mutual ending, and. Uh, shortly after she meets this other guy, she almost self-sabotaged it with a new guy right now. And there's so much to her amazing story, but um, here she is post TFA, almost a month past TFA, and she is going strong with this person. So um, Monique, without further ado, Monique, I would love for you to share with my girls, with the audience, with every, anyone who is listening, what what where were you at before you joined TFA like what was going on in your world and your life um and sort of what caused you to pull the trigger and join we'll start with that question first
1: yeah absolutely thank you so much for having me Excited to be here. Um, I know you actually mentioned my age as well. And I was 29 at the time I first heard your podcast. And for me, that was like the edge of a breakdown. (laughs) So I was like, I'm about to be 30. I don't have a man. I don't have children, like freaking out, all of this stuff that, you know, I feel like society puts on you, like that timeline. And so I remember freaking out, like so badly, just feeling like I didn't have it together at 29. And just like the guys I was dating um, at that point, it was just very discouraging. Um, I would say I was at that point where all of the dating advice I was hearing, it was either repeated advice. Oh, I've already heard that. I've already tried it. And so it was just like nothing new. And I remember when I heard you on a podcast for the first time, I was like, wait, this is new information to me. Like this is completely new concept. Like I've never, like I've heard feminine and masculine energy but I've never heard it like broken down the way you did and the way you explained it. Um, so well, and me realizing also too in that moment, Oh my gosh, I'm totally in my masculine. Like, how do I get back to my feminine? Like, I love what, you know, she's telling me, like, I can do this. I can do this. And so little by little, I remember like binge watching, uh, or binge watching, binge listening to your podcast on, um, a road trip and just understanding like so much more, how how much work I had to do um, Mm. to get back to my feminine self. Um, And I kind of slowly started applying those little practices just by what I was learning through the podcast Mm. Um, and kind of slowly starting to see the results. It was still a lot of guys that weren't right. And I could feel like it wasn't just the best match. We weren't necessarily aligned. And I could still see that he maybe wasn't like a healthy masculine um, as you described it. So I definitely had to still go through a lot of guys, um, even after I understood the masculine feminine concept. Mm-hmm. Um, but eventually I ended up taking one of your courses, um, which was so great. Um, a
0: course, right.
1: Yes. Um, yeah, the she sensual course. And I loved it. And I think that was the first time I was able to kind of tap into myself and like, how do I feel, um, kind of just get in my body more so. Um, which was like a really great concept. And I noticed too, after that, like the guys I was attracting um, were so different um, and almost much better quality. Mm -hmm. Um, And about that time, yeah, I was starting to date another guy, probably like right around the holidays Mm -hmm. and just before TFA. And I was like, oh, this guy's great. He seems so great. Like quality guys has my values, this, that. And basically leading up to TFA, um, all of a sudden the communication between the two of us started to go a little bit awry, and that's when like a little like alert came up, and I was like, something's off here, and anxiety started coming over me, and just, I think when I came into TFA, I had that same anxiety, and I was carrying it, and that's kind of when I met you and kind of brought my story to you I was like Rachel help me I was going so well with this guy and I now I'm freaking out I'm in pure panic mode and that's kind of where I was leading up to TFA um coming in with just like full-blown anxiety and like knowing I had more work to do because if that was going to be a good relationship it shouldn't have that anxiety so I knew something was off Mm. and very good
0: And you kind of joined last minute, right? Like the week of,
1: um, I was, (laughs) I almost didn't join TFA um, actually. And I was like, I'm good. I've got this feminine thing down. Like, like, like I said, I thought it was a good guy. So I was like, yeah, I don't need more of this. Like I'm all right. And yeah, just when I was like, okay, there's clearly still more work to do. I definitely need to see you know, what else I can learn in TFA, um, which I had been wanting to do for a while. It had been on my list. It's just, for some reason, I just thought I didn't need it anymore. Cause I yeah. was, I thought it was successful.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, are you glad? What did it make a difference joining TFA? Oh my gosh. A world of difference.
1: <laughs> Literally. Oh, I'm a different person. <laughs> I am not the same person. I
0: was when I came in, I will say
1: that.
0: <laughs> Amazing. Okay. Yes. That's so, I, you know, I love, I love you sharing that because I think that's so many people's story, you know, I'm just like, it's very easy to be like, I got this, you know, things seem like they're doing fine now and yada, yada. But, you know, at the end of the day, you know, it's, yeah, it's just recognizing like, okay, more support, more understanding, more growth would be good. So, um, I'm, I'm so glad you did join. That's amazing. And I, you know, I think too, like in my podcast, um, I obviously anyone who's listening to this interview listens to the pod, but you know, I, I give, um, a lot of teachings and they're they're very practical. I try to, you know, I'm all about practical because when I was trying to learn how to date, I felt exactly how you felt, Monique, where I was like, why is everything, it all sounds the exact same. It's regurgitated. It's the same, same, same solutions that just seem so like they're not, they're just like, they're not that great. Like they're not good solutions. <laughs> yeah, I've already done it. So, yeah, it's, so I, you know, obviously what's led me to this work is um just binging, like studying any and every single thing I could to um learn my own. myself. And, um, and then, and then every time when, especially when I was doing those, uh, podcasts the first year, I would always think to myself, but how, right. But how, but how, but how, and so I would try to like, give like some tangible way or some way, you know, explain some tangible ways. But with that being said, um, you know, there, you know, free content is amazing, but it can, it does only go so far. And I think there's another level that comes when you're inside of a, um, live coaching program. So I, I think that that makes such a world of difference and, um, and it's much more intensive and there's so much more happening inside of that. Um, than that goes really far beyond just, podcasts and the free stuff that we, that is great is amazing, but you know, you got always, I I always think when I'm listening to free stuff from anybody, I'm like, well, this is good, but if this is this good, then paid stuff is probably better. (laughs) You know, definitely. So anyways, um, yeah. So Monique, beautiful. So you were just feeling triggered. You were sort of dabbling. You're trying to practice the things and then you get inside of the program. Tell us a few things. I would love for you to share um, some highlights of the program, like things that stood out to you or maybe some things that that were very game changing for you or that were very aha moments or something of that sort. Mm-hmm. Like what what were some pivotal moments inside of the program for you?
1: Yeah, I think for me, the biggest thing was uh, like the shift in my mindset. Um, there was a lot of actions I was doing, but in my mind, I didn't necessarily believe a lot of things and learning to do affirmations, kind of, um, just like reshaping that, having that practice in general, as well as like our limiting beliefs, identifying those and as well as, um, our desires as well. I know you had us do, um, homework one time, um, just writing out our desires and not only what we wanted. Um, in a future relationship or a future um, partner, but also like how we felt about it. Like, how is that going to make you feel? And I remember just like really tapping into that. And that made like a world of difference. Not only am I just writing it on paper, I'm also like tapping into like how does that feel? Mm-hmm. And yeah, I remember going back to that, even in like I said, I didn't make it through with one of the guys, uh, tapping into that at that moment. I feel like that's what really. Got me through what I would normally consider like a breakup, not the greatest thing. And I would sit and I would wallow and always kind of just wonder why, like it didn't work out and whose fault was it? Was it mine? His, this and that. And instead of wasting time this time, I looked at the desires. I looked at my affirmations and basically all of the things, you know, instead that carried me through. And I was like, no, this is who I am. This is who I'm going to be. Instead, I'm not That person anymore. I've closed that door. Um, so I think for me, that was like one of my biggest breakthroughs is like knowing who I was in my mind and in my
0: soul. Mm, Yeah. Like really embodying, uh, new belief systems, I think inside, you know, I think I talked on my Instagram about that yesterday, briefly, you know, um, just talking about, uh, like, it's interesting. Like I feel almost and you know, Monique, you can speak to this, but I feel like a huge part of kind of like a pillar, honestly, inside of the program is all about belief Mm
1: -hmm.
0: and you know, what your inner belief system really is and getting to the bottom of that, because you can think inside of your mind that you believe you're good enough or pretty or something, but then your whole body and subconscious can operate very like in the opposite way. And so I think, um, it's trying to find the alignment from your, your mind to your heart. So your body, like bringing it all in sync together. And so, um, you know, another thing I would like to add is that, you know, for anybody listening, when we do affirmations, like it sounds like, gosh, is that something that everybody does? But I do have to say that. Um, and again, Monique, you can speak to this too, but I, I always was, a, I always was a person who was like affirmations. That's dumb. Like, okay, what? I just wake up. I like put these next to my mirror and I read them off or whatever. <laughs> like I used to think they were dumb. Like honestly, straight up, I did. And I was but I have found, a better and unique way of doing the so-called affirmations. And I think I even call them something. I don't even know. Do I call them affirmation? We all call them different things in the program, but I think I call them uh, feeling statements instead. Mm. And, um, and so there's, I have a whole different method and, and kind of a different way of doing affirmations that I teach inside the program that makes the way that we approach these so-called affirmations a little more potent and powerful. And, um, it's even so funny because Hillary and shout out to Hillary program, <laughs> hey Um, if she's listening to this, Hey girl, but, um, it's so funny. She was, she's in the last course too. And she cracks me up because she said in the middle of the program, she goes, you know what, honestly, I wasn't doing my affirmations. I was thinking these things are so dumb. Like, I'm not going <laughs> to do this. like, what is this woo woo stuff? You know, like she was like, no, and, uh, and then she goes, but you know what, Rachel, I decided to do them this week. I said, all right, I'm going to do what Rachel says to do. And I went to this Bible study and this guy beelined across the room to me and walked me out, asked me on a date, all these things. So hilarious. She's like, okay, wait, maybe that did change things. <laughs> And so, um, and so they do really work when you work them, I think in a specific way, not just like spouting because the reality is, is that you need to really feel into how you desire to feel. So I'm like, now I'm preaching. This is me. I always go on soap boxes, <laughs> but anyways, shout Fair out enough. to Hillary though, because she's actually in a relationship right now. She just announced that in our Facebook group. So we'll see what goes down with Hillary, <laughs> that new guy, but amazing. I digress. We're going to kind of come back to Monique, but um, yeah, I mean, that is so massively important is the belief and the limitations and all the things and all the homework. And, you know, I think a lot of girls may hear that Monique and they may feel like, well, yeah, 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 yeah. Everyone says to do that. I know that, but what would you say? Because I think what girls probably Uh, need to hear is that it's not just doing one of the exercises or one Mm -hmm. of the things or doing it once. What would you say? Would, would you agree that it's kind of like the compound effect of all of the practices on top of each other coming together that yields more results for you?
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, also, I think for me specifically, I learned from other people. And when I heard other people were doing affirmations and they were getting these results, I was like, oh, wait, it actually does work. <laughs> wait, <laughs> like Hillary was a great example. <laughs> like, yeah. like, wait, oh yeah, she's finding success. Like, maybe I should try it too. Or like, you know, the repetition of it really is very impactful. And, you know, once it's in your mind and in your, you embody it so much. So yeah, I would definitely say it's very important and also um just having yeah, other people around you, I think in um TFA, like having that community of girls around me to show me the example as well was so powerful. So I think yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't have learned affirmations without them, honestly.
0: Yeah, it's easy to skip over things when you're when you're left by yourself to do them. But the group has so much power. I, I don't know what it is, but there's something electrifying and just d- different having the group of women um mm-hmm. that I think is definitely something that gets overlooked if you haven't been in the experience. and because you're one seeing evidence of breakthrough happening from girls who are you know doing things or, you're experiencing or exactly what you said. You're like, would I, would I have actually done those, that exercise Rachel told us to do? Had I not heard a few of these girls talking about how they're doing it and they're getting results. And the answer is actually, I probably wouldn't, but because I'm here in this group and we're doing this together and the girls are having some results. Now I feel the energetic inspiration to do it. You're, you're feeling activated from the others in the group. And I think that's really, I mean, that's a really beautiful and powerful part, I think of the program as well. Um, so I, I'm glad you touched on that because I think that can be even, it can even almost sound intimidating. Monique, I'm going to tell you this, like I don't even like one-on-ones as much as I like the group. And I'll tell you why. It's because I feel like, there is so much more, there are so much more results that I see happen and happen fast inside the group versus if I'm just working with someone one-on-one when I, and now one-on-one does have its, uh, its moment and, and does have its need sometimes. Right. But, there's like, I don't like, I don't prefer doing long-term one-on-one because I'm realizing that for some reason, there's so much more power. And if you're going to be long-term inside of in to do it inside of a group, um, because there's so much inspiration that comes inside of that. And so I just love that. Um, Monique, I want to shift into, uh, your story, of your dating journey inside of the program. So, um, Monique, Ends up breaking things off with this guy who, were you guys long distance or what was that story a little bit?
1: We had been together for almost two months. Um, we were close by, um, it kind of did feel like long distance because it did happen during the holidays. So I was back home for part of, I guess I would say the time we were dating. Um, so getting to know each other from far away was like a big part of, (laughs) I guess, the journey for us. Um, however, when I did come back in person, though, so that's when I noticed a lot of the changes happening in our communication and the way we were, you know, just talking back and forth to each other and showing up for each other. It was very different.
0: You kind but of started I, going distant a little bit, right? Very, yeah.
1: Dis- and that's kind of when I came to you. I was like, I'm a very observant person. I know this is happening. Um, <laughs> I'm, yeah. Usually, women like trust your gut. You're usually right. Yeah. Um, and in that case, I was like, you know, something's off, something's off, like red alert. I need help Rachel. <laughs> and yeah, that's when I came running into TFA
0: needing help. Perfect. And you know what? I think that I'm really proud of you. Something I would love to just talk about real quick is, uh, Monique, when she did end it with this person, she said, and correct me if I'm wrong, Monique, but you, you did say like, oh my gosh normally I would be ruminating over and over and over about this guy and what I did wrong and what I could have done better and all these things. But because you were like inside the group and you were inside the program and, and we were, we had already started working on things you had, um, you, you had shared. And again, I'm pretty sure I'm recalling this correctly. So again, correct me if I'm wrong, but you had shared, like, I, this is kind of crazy like this is the, I'm so surprised I'm not like totally devastated and freaking out about this. Do you want to talk into that?
1: Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> I was completely shocked whereas like my old self would have yeah, been devastated and just kind of analyzing everything in my head. Um what did he do wrong? What did I do wrong? Um whereas instead like we closed that chapter so well and it was kind of like okay, thank you. Like, I wish you all the best. And we ended on very good, like mutual terms. And for me, I was like, okay, like I have all these tools that I haven't been able to use yet. One of them being like, oh, you taught us how to set up our dating profiles, everything. And I wasn't on dating apps at that time because I was with the other guy previously. And when I was able to hop back in and I was like, oh my gosh, I can finally use like these tools that Rachel's been like teaching us. In um, I was so actually excited <laughs> to hop back in and get back into the dating world and like practice with all these tools. And um, yeah. And so it was more of an exciting time for me versus, I don't know, normally just like wallowing and overanalyzing and just a pity party, I guess. Long story short, yeah, it's just, I would take weeks before I wanted to talk to anybody. Yeah. And then this time around, it was so different. And I was actually excited and had a much better view on dating too. I was like, no, there are dozens of good guys around me and I'm so excited for what I'm about to attract. Um, and that's basically what you had been teaching us the whole time. There there's so many good guys out there. So get excited.
0: Yes. Oh my gosh. I love that so much. I'm so proud of you for that. And then Um, I, uh, would love to talk about, let's, let's kind of talk about the guy you are currently dating, um, that you're exclusive with right now. Um, he shows up on the scene. I believe once again, Monique's going to correct me if I have it wrong, (laughs) because I have a lot of girls, but, (laughs) um, so I, I, but I'm pretty good at remembering everyone's stories, but you know, Monique got back on the apps and you were going on a few dates, correct? Correct. There were a couple good handful of guys, um, handful of guys, and she was, she was going on dates and this one in particular, uh, she, he kept pursuing you, right? Like he kept like asking for more dates. So, um, Monique almost completely wrote this guy off and sabotaged a great thing. And, but thankfully, <laughs> she was with me live with coaching and in the inside the program and I called you out right I did some calling yeah. out yeah I, I we yeah. had to call you out we had to uh we had to shift your mindset you know rethink, rethink some things and that's what I love because when we do hot seat coaching I'm able to really um draw out what's going on with girls who have you know a scenario or something and in this case it was like, I really questioned Monique a lot on, on where she was trying to write this guy off and without getting too much into it, because that was kind of a good little moment for you. And I, I think um, she totally uh, was able to shift out of this self-sabotaging pattern, you know, so to speak. And and take a different approach and a different outlook. And instead she kept showing up for this guy and here she is, she likes him. She actually likes him and she's letting him in and she's receiving and he's really pursuing her really beautifully and, and cherishing her and literally telling her like, I want to get to know you as a person and asking her questions about herself. So she's in this like great, like healthy, beautiful uh, budding relationship. So Um, tell us about, about talk, talk to the girls about how you were about to totally write this guy off and sabotage it.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So everything was going so, so well. And I think what was in me, I was trying to look for something that was wrong. It's just like poking to see what I, and again, like you said, sabotaging is literally the best way to put it. Like what one little thing can I find wrong with, this guy who's being absolutely amazing. There's got to be something wrong with him. Yeah. And lo and behold, I found like the littlest like problem. With <laughs> and I like asked Rachel for some hot seat coaching. I was like, okay, well, how do I improve this about him? Like there's this problem. I don't know if I can deal with it. And I'm so. Hey, what was <laughs> that problem? What that was little, that problem? That little problem. I was so upset that he didn't have more friends. Oh my God. I was like, why doesn't he have all the friends like I do? like this and that? And I was basically comparing him to me. like which one you should never do. Like he's a, his own person. And when I really like tapped into it later, it was also a fear I had it from my past. Um, um, I also had an ex who didn't have any friends and I was the only person. like I was his only source of happiness. and it just felt so suffocating to me. And when I saw that one little problem, I was like, oh no, he's going to be just like my ex and basically labeled this guy out to be my ex, even though he was completely different. He was showing up for me so differently, but that one little trigger, you know, set me off. And that's when I came to Rachel and thank goodness, like when you're on a new journey, you have people to keep you accountable. (laughs) That's why this program is so important and you know, you're learning new things. And so I'm so glad Rachel was there to give me that perspective. Like, Hey, like, why, like, why is this wrong? Like, explain to me why this is wrong. Um, and that's when I actually had time to sit with myself. and I was like, it's actually not like, <laughs> there's nothing wrong with that. Like he, he's new to the area I'm living in. So like, give him some time, like to meet new people. And he's very invested in his work as well. He's a very hard worker. And a lot of what he does, he puts into his work. So I can't blame him for not wanting to socialize outside of that. That can be exhausting. Mm -hmm. Um, I didn't even give him the time, I think, where you told me to pause, think about it. And, you know,
0: I'm really glad you did because I would have written him off literally. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And, and girls, just to kind of recap that, I mean, perfect, perfect. What you said, Monique, it's just that You know, Monique's talking to me about this guy, and I mean, it's like he's scoring A pluses. You know, he's doing great. Like he sounds like a nice guy. Like all these things. (laughs) And and I'm sitting here going, and and, you know, I can kind of call, I can sense things in girls a lot of times. And I'm like, okay, so what's the problem here? You know, was my question. What's going on? What are what are you? uh, What and so. Well, I'm just kind of worried. Cause it doesn't have a lot of friends and, you know, like, I think that's really important and this and that. And so of course I posed the question, which, you know, good questions can make people think. And it's like, so what's so wrong? What is so horrible and wrong that he doesn't have friends? What what's, what's wrong with that? Like, what is so what's scary about that? I think I probably even said to you, what scares you about him not having quote unquote friends. Which causes her to have to pause and go, actually, I don't know. Like, why am I acting like that's super scary? But I also gave her this perspective shift where I said, Listen, Monique, I said, This guy, you know, th- you wanna talk about some statistics? I said, How old is this guy? Well, how old is he? Like 33 or something? He's early 30s. Yeah. Early 30s. Okay. So I said, Let me tell you something. I said, Most men, this is, this is a real statistic and I'm going to butcher the statistics so do not quote me, but anyone can go read, go Google it. Okay. And actually get the accurate account on it. But most men, the last time I checked, um, pushing 30 or in their thirties or the older they get, the less friends they have, they just literally like by nature don't have friends, not like women, women are like, I have a bazillion friends. I was the same way. I had so many friends. And so it's, it's actually like an, it's just actually a fact of life that men don't have as many friends as they get older. So why does that make him a scary or old kind of a bad person right now? If that's even kind of a general, like kind of normal thing. And the other thing is, is that, you know, if he, a lot of times men get this way because they are working hard at their jobs and their careers. And so they're tired at night, you know, or, um, they've moved or there's people, you know, it's just everyone that they used to be close with have moved or got married. I mean, there's a lot of factors that play into people not being able to continue and keep all these like solid good friendships. Well, come to find out, Monique tells us, he just moved to Nashville. <laughs> That's actually hilarious. She's like, he's new. He's literally new to the city. So I'm like, well, of course he doesn't have friends. Number one, like, So, you know, there was just these little things where she, you know, he's showing up really well and she's finding something to sort of, uh, write him off about, you know? Um, and so I call girls out on that a lot because I was definitely that girl. I would, I was like, Oh, he's got an issue. He's got an issue. And these issues were not even real issues. So. Um, you know, and then I said, can he make friends? Of course he can make friends. And she told me he's getting involved in some small group or, you know, a Bible study or something. So, you know, so she had, she was able to shift out of that mindset. And once again, if you were not inside the program, yeah, you would not be in this relationship right now. Yes. You would have written this really great guy off and he's a hard worker and he's successful at his job. And he's an introvert, you know, like all the combination of like the reason why he's just not going out on the town with all of his friends, you know, or whatever, hanging out with a bunch of people all the time. And so, um, and so I, that happens a lot with ladies, you know, a lot where there's a good guy showing up. There's somebody really great in their world and they're Um, finding a reason to sort of uh, be on the outs, you know, try to get out, try to exit. It's almost like we create weird exit strategies with men, not because they're not great men, but because we're actually really afraid really afraid of things. We're afraid of hurt. We're afraid of being hurt again. We're afraid of it not working out. We're afraid of this. And and as Monique even said, her last guy didn't have a lot of friends. So she went and made an equal association to a new guy. Here's a new guy and he's not her ex, but yet we somehow find similarities and we get scared and we write guys off quick. And, um, and so we, we need to learn and this is a big part of the program is learning how to show up with non-judgment towards somebody um showing up and by the way i'm not saying to not discern because i think you should have some basic discernment i mean if somebody really shows up with some really strange red flags uh red flags should be pretty obvious um but you know if for the most part everything's going good and they're being patient and kind and loving and caring then um, we need to evaluate what we're trying to write them off about, you know, out right out the gates. So, um, so I'm glad that we rescued that Monique because, <laughs> and are you, how is it going in the relationship? Tell the girls, cause I'm yeah. speaking for you, but Monique and I talked before. Oh my but. gosh.
1: It's going so well, like now that we've, you know, made it past that, <laughs> that little bump in the road. Thank goodness I had Rachel there for that. Um, <laughs> now that, you know, now that I've got, I've gotten past that, I've been able to see like what an amazing guy he is. And he has just been so consistent and always showing up for me. Just always, he's very selfless too. just always putting me first, I think is the best way to describe him. Like he one of my favorite things is I'm such a foodie. And he always plans our dates around food. And he'll give me like multiple options for restaurants, different types of food, different ambiance, all these like wide variety of things. And he's done that since the first date. Like he's just been so yeah, consistent in that sense. So and sweet. Yeah. It's he's very thoughtful, very sweet. And yeah, just. A really nice person. And I'm so, it would have been a shame. Like if I had missed out on that. Yeah, it
0: really um, would. have. And so do you feel like you guys are in a, a healthy state, healthy relationship?
1: Yeah, I feel like it's very healthy. Um, we have like little check-ins I've so far, um, like each month we'll check in and kind of make sure like the other one is on the same page are you feeling, are we taking it to the next level? Whereas like in the first month we were really happy with each other and that's when we defined, we wanted to be exclusive with each other. And this was during the program actually as well. And so I was able to share like a really great update as we ended TFA um, on that note. Um, And yeah, and we've continued to go like upward from there and it's been even better than I can ever ask. I'm just so happy. Like when I think about him, it just like makes me smile. (laughs) Oh,
0: that's precious. I love that. And, and he's, yeah, he's consistent and he wants the same things as you. Right. And. Um, I
1: know you mentioned two non-negotiables in um, the program as well. And one of the first things was like all of my non-negotiables, he had them and I was like, yes. Okay. Perfect. Like we're in great alignment in, just everything else too. Um, the little things um, we value in life, um, but also different enough, like where our interests are different. Um, but it still keeps us, you know, intrigued with each other.
0: Yes. I love that. And you're, you're a Christian, right? Correct. Okay. So, um, so uh, whoever's listening to this, it doesn't really matter um, what your background is or you believe, because I love you no matter what, obviously, but, and, uh, but I know I do have a lot of girls who are Christian listening to this. And I think that people get very sort of maybe discouraged or they feel as though, how am I going to find some attractive, nice, you know, good Christian man and I'm 30 and I'm 30 plus or I'm 40 or whatever it is, you know, and, and you met him online, right? On hinge
1: on hinge. Yeah. We met on hinge. Yeah. I will say there's a lot of good guys on hinge. Like I will say that.
0: (laughs) Yes. Okay. A lot of good ones. Amazing. And, um, so, you know, I forget where I was actually going. I had a different point, but I'm going to give you something else because I felt like I had something way better that I wanted to say there, but anyways, Um, on the Christian note, basically just reminding women that, you know, there are good men on the dating apps. There are good Christian men on the dating apps and there are guys in their thirties and their whatever, you know, and all kinds of ages, by the way, and their forties and so on and so forth. And their sixties. So don't underestimate getting on there. And, um, and Monique did talk to me before, and we did talk about, I always want to emphasize this, that every single success story that you do here, okay, here we are. And Monique's in a successful situation was not an overnight thing. She didn't just, Oh, one day I got on hinge and the perfect guy showed up for me. No, Monique said I had dealt with so many bad dates in the past, bad relationships, things like that, things that went awry, that weren't good. And so, um, you know, she had to put in her work. She had to do the work. She had to continue to keep showing up. That's a big part of the online dating and dating world is just the mindset of like, I'm gonna keep showing up. Now she she was able to show up in a very supported container, um, which I think is probably was probably helpful. And you know, having a fresh way of setting up your profile for you, maybe, maybe that made some differences and just, but that whole mindset, the embodiment, it's all the things. She was in a good place to really receive and have the support to not just write a guy off right away. (laughs) So, but I, I just wanted to emphasize, you know, she didn't just like the first time she got on hinge, this guy shows up now, maybe the first time she got on hinge inside the program, it went down that way. But previously before all of that, she's done her fair share, you know, would you agree on that money? A hundred percent. It's
1: then a lot
0: of
1: losses,
0: I feel like in some sense. Yeah. Um, and know, even have- what you said in the very beginning, before you joined TFA, or you started listening to the podcast, you're like, oh my gosh, I'm freaking out. I'm 29. I'm gonna be 30, you know, ah, like, and I, I don't have a man. I need a husband and going through that kind of freak out mode, which is so normal. Um, you know, and she's like, Lost having all these losses, you know, and she's almost 30. And um, but there is hope. That's what I want you girls to take away. There is hope. You are not your, you are at the perfect age. There are amazing good men out there on the dating apps. Like, you know, keep showing up regardless of the bad dates you had to go on or the breakup you had to endure. And that's what I'm really proud about Monique with is that she showed up, broke up with a guy in the program and then instantly got on the apps and tried all the things and practiced the tools. And a couple of weeks later, she's, you know, being completely pursued by the same man over and over. And, you know, now she's, did you say it's been two months officially with him? It's been about two months. Yeah. Coming on two months and they're exclusive. And she told him, I want to wait three months before we move into having a boyfriend, girlfriend title to which he said, what Monique? he said, Oh, I agree with your timeline. I support it strongly. So he, and I respect it. He respects it. And he said, he's actually never done this before. And he really loves it. He usually rushes in. Correct. Yeah.
1: Correct. Yeah.
0: So So, um, very different for both of us. (laughs) Yes. And different is always, always a good thing. When people start saying this is different in a good way, I've never done this. I've never dated someone like this or whatever it is. It's, that's usually the money. That's that's oftentimes where the ring it comes comes through. But um, so I'm going to wrap us up today. Um, I think that's beautiful. I really hope this is encouraging to you, ladies, listening and uh, remembering that there is hope, always hope. And um, you know, we look forward to. I I especially look forward to getting um, updates from Monique. Usually, when I bring girls on the show, I get updates um, from them. Um, and so I'm, ex- and just in my program, I always get little mini updates here and there. I had a girl at my DM, uh, I just actually saw this morning and she's like, oh my gosh, Rachel, like I'm in this good relationship and I'm getting triggered because now we're talking about marriage and I've never been this pursued." And, and she's like, it's, it's causing me to freak out a little bit. And, and she took my course last year too. So, and she went to my retreat and stuff. And so. But I just, I love hearing that I'm like, okay, yes, triggers are normal. But like, I love hearing that a man is like pursuing you legit and like loving you and cherishing you. And, um, and so, um, that's the goal. That's my goal. I want my girls to experience that. And, um, I hold the belief inside of myself that they will, that every girl who comes into my world will. Um, and, uh, and so That's just always my hope. Now, um, we'll just kind of wrap it up with this last question, Monique, (laughs) for any girl who feels like they're on the fence or do they want to do it? Should should they do it? Um, what would you say to a girl who is teetering if she should do join the program or not?
1: Oh, I would say a hundred percent do it. There is something in there for everybody. Like any phase of your dating life, wherever you're at, I would say there's always something you can learn And also if you're someone like me who thinks you have it all down, you might just not. (laughs) So it's still worth taking the program anyway, (laughs) because yeah, there's a lot of things that I learned as well. So yeah, take it a hundred percent.
0: Amazing. I love that. Okay. So, um, thank you for anyone who's listened this far. We love you. I hope this was encouraging. Let it encourage you, inspire you. And, um, As always, if you feel led or called to join the program, um, it is open for enrollment um, until April 1st because we start April 1st. And if you're listening to this um, down the road, (laughs) like post whatever day I post this. the program, just check in if you're interested in the program, the program's always being run at some point. So just check to see if it's open for enrollment at the time, or if you have questions, you can always DM me about it or, um, email me to see if it is, or just check the website. It'll usually say if the wait list is open or, um, the program. So anyways, um, I love you guys. I hope you have an amazing day. God bless. And I will talk to you soon. Bye.